some people are intimidated when talking to large numbers of people in an entertaining way, not Dan and Mike. Yeah? It's just a podcast. Chill out. <laughs> yeah? A brilliant podcast. Okay. Too many quotes. GBH for the year old. <laughs> Not for me, thank you. No apology necessary. Let's get on with the podcast. You know, it's a laugh. And you can't put a price on comedy, so... Get listening. That's it. And we go, we're back. Mike's back in the bye, look at him. I'm back, yeah. yeah. Instant tan already. Instant tan. People couldn't believe it. People um, didn't recognise me when I went back. My mum said, who's that Mexican guy? Sat on the sofa. (laughs) So it's me, mum. It's me, Miguel. Um, that's his, is that because you were in a sombrero? Yeah, he was a sombrero in the poncho. Yeah, yeah, the funny tash. Yeah, but um, you don't, you don't, you don't sunbathe, do you, mate? You don't go out in the sun. You don't, not a fan of it. Do you know why? Because we don't you don't tan, tan. and you don't tan. Yeah. So what's the point? You wait, just you wait, just you wait. It's like, oh, mate, you never. Are know. you going to tan? If I spend Are long enough, um, I remember once when I was. I think, what was that? It was like 18, 19 when I did like Camp America and I was out there for like three, four months always That's in the sun. Camp America sounds strange. It's not It's not anything camp as in that camp that you're thinking of because your head goes straight there. Yeah, it's, because it's you that's involved. So I'm just thinking you uh, okay. in a dress okay. um, right, yeah. in America. No, you just basically <laughs> go, you just basically go do coaching in an American, it doesn't matter. Anyway, I was there for three, four months in the sunshine. I actually did end up getting a tan because I was out in it that much. So it was fine. So maybe I will. But, um, but I, I'm not one for sunbathing. It was only because we were out doing, like playing football and doing activities and shit like that that it happened. But um, we'll see, mate. I mean, this is if I find somewhere to live in Dubai. I mean, that's going to be the, the priority, number one. I mean, if not, it'll just be living on your doorstep, I think. So I think that's got a cover on it. So I don't think I'll tan if I, if I sleep in there. But yeah, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, no, you can't go on the doorstep. Just go in the end of the, <laughs> go in the, end of the drive, mate. In the, um, in the burning sun, yeah. Yeah. No. How how was you, it being back in the UK? It was really good. Um, it was it was really good. It actually surprised us how um, how much we we did enjoy it, and um, I'm I'm no in particular really really enjoyed it to the point where I'm thinking, what's going on? Shit, she's going to come back to the bar with me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's really nice. But it's one of those things where. People make time to see you, um, which is a good, which is a good thing. A lot of people, you know, miss miss family and stuff like that. But the way that we kind of were having conversations with people, it was like, well, if we lived in England, you make less of an effort to see one another anyway because you're mm-hmm. there, you're down the road. And now it was like everyone wants to see you, they want to do stuff. So we're really busy. Like we're drained. We're pretty much drained after it. We didn't really get any downtime because in the week we were working, like um, mm-hmm. so just usual work, which is busy anyway and then all of our free time at weekends were, were taken up and on the odd occasional weekday we were going around family or friend's house and meeting this person and doing that and so it was busy but but very very nice we actually liked the weather as daft as it sounds although it's fucking shit there um it was nice to feel cold like it it kind of was nice to so feel weird. a bit of a, a bit of a chill in the air I'm done with it now. Like I was ready to come back to the heat. It was a nice little novelty. I couldn't stay there all winter, but yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was really nice. And you have you've got like the home, like comforts, like the nostalgia of it. Seeing green fields, green grass, like going to a Costa drive-through. There's no Costa drive-through here, to my knowledge. Like something like that in cold weather. There's something about it I really like doing. 
like getting a gingerbread flat white. That's the most random thing to enjoy. Yeah, it, it is, but it is the little things. It is the tiny little things. Nando's is better in the UK as well, as is fish and mm. chips, which I did eat. Um, but but yeah, but then it's nice to come back. Uh, we got back late last night. We got we got we got in the house about one a.m. or something, and uh, it's nice. It's nice to be back. It's always nice feeling when you go home. At least you know it feels like home as well. That's always nice, isn't it? It it you does. Know? And we've said like in the future. I think it'll be back and forth. I don't know if we'll ever move completely away from Dubai, like, you know. But um, it would be nice to spend the summers in England, for sure, and then maybe Christmas in England, for sure. I think those are the times where you properly will miss home. The summer mainly because everybody's in beer gardens or it's nice weather and it's too hot here. And then Christmas for mm. the family times. Um, but, yeah, kind of January till fucking May or something. Over here, much better, I'd say. Mm. There you go. From the horse's mouth. Well, nay. Um, so what have, you, what have you been up to in this last week? feels like I've been ages, oh, but nothing, it's actually mate. only absolutely been a nothing. week. Yeah, absolutely nothing other than stressing about my move to Dubai, which is um, Look, as you need fun to, as you can imagine. You need to chill out with this, because this is... <laughs> the, the I've had infrequent conversations with you, which is unlike us. We usually talk probably every day. I'd say we've probably spoken mm. near enough every day or thereabouts for the last three years or something. Well, the amount of years. people that said to me as well, they're like, oh, so, so what are you doing with Mike when he's back? I was like, no, he's, he's not even bothering to come see me. Not even. <laughs> but Dan, you flew out Dan, you flew out to Dubai just to see him for a whole week and he's come back to the UK for a week. He's not even seen you for a day. Wow. Correct. That's well, correct. That's is, that it, works. is it flew out to Dubai just to see me or was it to scout for new places? I'm pretty sure I spent every day with you when I was over there, do you know? Whatever, mate. But not that I'm keeping yeah. tally or anything. Wouldn't buy wouldn't 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 fork out for an Airbnb. Wouldn't. As much as I wanted him out, he wouldn't go. So um, so it's his choice, not mine, so don't be fooled. Um but yeah, no, look, there's so many people to see, right? And we would have loved to have gone down and seen Dan and whatever. And and there's still people oh, that we didn't far. get it's too it's far. Too far isn't it? And there's still people yeah. we didn't get to see, like there's still, I didn't get to see parts of my family, for example, mm. who haven't seen me in two years because before we left, everybody was in lockdown. So we couldn't really see each other then. So I've not seen some people for two years. Mm. And I know Dan's useless face is going to be out here next month, next month anyway. So, But well, you, need to stop whinging, you need to stop whinging about this, right? Because you need to look and go, well, if Mike's done it, who's inept at most of this kind of organisational stuff, then yeah. I can do it. You can do it. Especially knowing that I can help you. We had to come here with nothing. I'm a self-made man, mate, out here. <laughs> you've, you've, you're, you're born with a silver spoon. You've got, you've got me here to help Fucking you. Hell, Mike's my silver spoon. Can you imagine that? Fucking hell. That's not, that's not, that's not, the, uh, that's not what people thought of when they came up with that, that term, was it? <laughs> you helping them. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get something. You'll get something. Good Lord. You will. Yeah, it's not about it's not about whether I get something or not. It's how much I fucking have to pay for it. But um, anyway, oh mate, I told you this. It's expensive. It is, isn't it? We won't get it into this. Expensive, now, but <laughs> you, you see the like you see the money back. You'll see the money back. Yeah, so Mike's going to pay me. Mike's going to pay me extra. Well, if you do a good job. Yeah, exactly. If I, if I clean the house well enough, I get extra money. Get a tip at <laughs> Christmas. Yeah. Um, anyway, today. Today we're going to talk about um, something that came up on our Blitz call this week. So for those of you who don't know, we do our Blitz, which is our eight-week group coaching program. And the guys that are doing it, I say guys, guys and girls, but guys is universal now, isn't it? I think it's gender fluid term 
guy can you say just i don't know i have no idea i've said it now. people people no the you people, can't say that the people. you can't say that no, some people don't I identify as a person no they don't, I don't know. say well, I, don't well, know I don't even know what to say nowadays but anyway i can't say anyone anything anything no. the things the things no. on blitz is that, the truth. can we say that Derogatory, right? Um, okay. Nouns. Anyway. Just any noun. <laughs> yeah. Any anybody you want to, however you want to refer to yourself. Yeah. The people on Blitz uh, are in week four now, and exactly halfway through, and a lot of them were talking about this week. And basically, what happens with Blitz at this point, and it happens in week three, is one of two things happen. People either start seeing crazy changes in their physique, and they start noticing the changes themselves, or they've given up at this point. They're the two things that happen usually at this point. And you probably felt it yourself when you're dieting is that that two to three week period is when most people give up. And there's a few reasons for that. And we kind of went into it on our call. So I thought it'd be good to go over it on the podcast about why in week four you start seeing that progress. And it's almost as if that you've pushed through that point at which your 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 body just kind of starts playing ball. Like you look a bit flat in the first two, three weeks. You don't really notice the changes quite as much. And then all of a sudden things really start happening around week four and unfortunately it's always the case that that happens the week after most people give up most people two three weeks in they are I'm not seeing as much change as i wanted to so i give up and what we've noticed on blitz this t- this time as well as every other time but the guys have noticed it now is that they're all on their check-in with their progress yeah sorry people humans humans is probably the best term can we say yeah. that humans the humans on blitz have really noticed the changes now and they're loving it and now they have the motivation to make the most of the next four weeks and we see it all the time with with like one-to-one clients as well it's always that two three week period we don't really see any change and then the week after that everything happens it's it's, it's very and it's very hard coaching that as well you know so feel sorry for us um it's really hard coaching that because people come in like with huge expectations and they go oh dan and mike you are the best you know you are the best out there. We've seen the results that you get, and they're unparalleled. You know, in short, they are. They're, they're right. Sure. But, um, you know, they, they come in and expect things to change, and that's human nature. People want stuff now, instantly. Um, because why wouldn't you? That's a no-brainer that people would want that now. Um, people don't really kind of know how long things take. And things will often take longer than you anticipate. Of course they will. Like, again, you'd probably say... That's true in 95% of the cases that we coach, that things will take longer than people anticipate. You might get the 5% that go fucking hell. It's gone quite quick. But that's about it. So it's really kind of difficult to coach anybody's one-to-one or blitz those first four weeks because you're trying to get buy-in. You're trying to get buy-in. You're trying to show enough of a difference that, that gets into week four because then, like you say, it's almost like by week four, week five, it's an accumulation of the stuff that you've just been doing and it all starts to, to come through. So, like, when Dan said that people are a little bit flat in the first few few weeks, so that's a reference to, um, like, a drop in calories, which will probably be from carbohydrates, will flatten uh, glycogen stores. For anybody that doesn't know what glycogen stores are, it's kind of your, your body's store of carbohydrates and that's primarily within the muscle and, and, and a little bit in the, in the, in the liver but um, y- your muscles will actually kind of flatten because you're consuming less carbohydrates so if your muscles are flatter uh, they will be less um, I guess less pronounced against your skin um, so you won't have lost enough body fat yet to, to kind of see 
the results that you wanted to because you're, you're having like an almost an equal reaction in terms of flattening of flattening of your muscles. So your body composition doesn't usually change too much in the first few weeks because you just look a little bit smaller. Um, but then once once you've already kind of flattened, you don't really flatten any more than, than than that. It's kind of like that then stays there, and then all you're losing is it's body fat from around that. So it's then where you kind of see the accumulation happen and it, it's kind of the, the the consistent effort that you put in starts to be rewarded. And then like Dan says, from, from week four onwards, it's then because there's less body fat on you now that each pound of body fat that you lose makes up a bigger proportion of your body body weight. So it's like in the beginning, it might be like taking a cup of water out of a bath. You can't really see it. Whereas towards the, the latter stages, and and not by week four, you know, it, it, it happens even slower than that. But you'll see that it, it becomes a bigger percentage towards the back end of the diet, where it's like taking a jug of water out of a sink, for example. So for each pound, so you just see like a, a bigger percentage difference for the same amount pro rata, pro rata um, of, of fat loss. So. Um, so yeah, for, for those that have made it and who are on blitz at week four, well done, you know, you're here now. Um, and look forward to the next four. So a lot, I used the phrase in a lot of my check-ins this week was, be really proud of the first four weeks, but now get excited for the next four weeks. So I said that a lot in, in the check-ins because it's true, because you should be proud at week four because pushing through those difficult weeks, it's, it's hard, you know, it's not, it's not nice. But then, actually, just get a little bit excited. Now you're in rhythm. Now you're in routine. You know what you're doing. You've got a bit of momentum. The next four, you'll see even better results than you did in the first four. Yeah, because people forget that <clears throat> some of the weight in that first two weeks is that comes off is going to be the carbohydrate stores. And like you said, if you go into a deficit, your body's using some of those carbohydrate stores to fill that deficit. That's the whole point of it. Whereas once you get to week four, if you're pretty much emptying glycogen stores, which you probably will be fairly close to, your body's primary source in terms of energy reserves when you're in that deficit is going to be the body fat so you will actually lose more body fat in the latter half in the last four weeks of these sorts of calories plus your calories are going to drop ever so slightly as well um most people go into a diet pretty full of glycogen and they finish a diet pretty low on glycogen and that's going to be a decent chunk of calories that your body can use through in terms of energy reserves it can use that so it's, it's that whole thing of the first couple of weeks you know you're not going to burn the same amount of body fat like people always use these calorie deficit numbers is like oh we're going to lose this amount of weight but that's assuming that glycogen stores are consistent across the board whereas most people they start full and then they towards week three they start getting emptier so that's when you notice those changes and again you can start looking at you want to get really geeky into the science of of you know the the fuel you're utilizing at rest and that sort of stuff your body starts using a little bit more fat because there's just less carbohydrate available um and it's like I say, it's that, it's that time period. It's that 14 to 21 day period where the real magic starts happening because like I said, it's, you're losing body fat. You're already flat. You can see those changes um, and it's, it's an exciting time. But like Mike said, there's also that element to it where you're in a rhythm. You know what you're doing. It becomes easier. You've made decisions. You know what to do in terms of your meal planning. You know what to do in terms of the foods you're buying. You've probably sort of made some changes to your environment. You've probably got used to being more active and moving around a bit more because it becomes normal, becomes second nature. And that's why once you're in a rhythm, the last four weeks of something like Blitz is really, really exciting because you can see the changes week on week. Whereas the first two, three weeks, you don't always see those changes. You might see a scale weight go down. You might see measurements move, but you don't see the changes quite as much. Um, and that's what they're all sort of starting to notice now, which is good. And it, like I said, it's why most people give up 
within two to three weeks of a diet because they don't notice any changes. And they're not going to, unfortunately. That's just not how it works. Um, so that's uh, that's just a good reminder for people just to make sure that when you're trying something that you don't just, I suppose, give up at the first sign of not seeing any progress. If you know you've stuck to things and you know that you've been on low number of calories, you know you've been active, you've just got to stick with it that little bit longer. Uh, you might just surprise yourself. What you need to, what you need to focus on is um, the process um and not the not the result a lot of people focus on the result and change the process dependent on what they're getting so like if you focus on the result in the first four weeks you're never going to get the result that you want you'll not ne- you'll never get it not in four weeks no way so if if you're using that as your driver of what dictates what you're going to do next you're going to be prone to making poor decisions because you're reacting to a result that you're never going to win that 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 game of so you'll be liable to either stop, like Dan says, fuck it all off, um, or change things. Should I be doing more cardio? Should I be eating less food? Should I be doing this? And each time you make an adjustment like that, you're then compromising your longer-term adherence. If you do do more cardio, can you can you sustain that? Is it going to make you hungrier and therefore maybe overeat? Um, is it going to make you feel more tired, more lethargic? How is it going to affect your other training? If you do drop calories... Is it going to cause you to overeat on a weekend because you're starving? Or are you going to be able to maintain it? Are you going to be able to keep it up? How is it going to affect um, the missus or the husband at home You know, if, if you're eating less? Is there going to be social pressure on that? So you've got to think about all these adjustments that you're making. So rather than focus on the result and letting that change what the process does for you, is focus on the process. So Dan says, if, if you know that you're in deficit, you know that you're hitting your activity, and again, you can kind of argue back and go, well, I don't know if I do. Well, that's where you get a coach because what we're essentially doing is we're going, right, this is what you need to do for this week to get you the result. Now, don't focus on the result, but focus on the process. So a lot of the times I'll highlight areas when I'm doing like my video check-ins for my one-to-one clients. I'll say, don't look at this column. And the column I refer to is their weight. I say, look at these columns and the columns I refer to are their proteins, their calories, their steps, and their uh, training. So the training or the cardio, those are the things I want you to focus on. Get excited by those numbers. Don't get excited when you see a 0.2 kilo drop. Don't get upset when you see a 0.3 kilo increase. Don't worry about that shit. You leave that column to me. Like, let me focus on that. You focus on the things that you're asked to do. Focus on the process. Fall in love with the process. Fall in love with those numbers like a sexual accountant and, and and those are the numbers you focus on because if we're doing our jobs right then the result will come whether it's today whether it's tomorrow whether it's next week whether it's in four weeks the results will come because that's what we're employed to do so rather so for those who aren't being coached out there you should be but for those who aren't being coached out there focus on the process get something set in stone that you know will work and again, if you don't know what will work, reach out to somebody, but get something set in stone and give it time. Don't be chopping, don't be changing. We've all done it. Me and Dan have done it. I've done stuff for two weeks, not seen the results, changed it, I'll do keto. Okay, change that fasting. Right, okay, oh no, I've not done that. Clean eating, whatever. 
we all do it. We all, we, we've all done it. But get something set in stone and give it time. That is the only way you're going to be successful. Yeah, and also with that, I think it's... I, I wish there was a way sometimes with some of the stuff and the data we collect that we could do it in a way whereby they, you know, certain clients couldn't see certain bits be in a dream world it would just be that you know they'd weigh in on their scales they wouldn't see the number we'd get it we'd get it put on our sheet that they can't see the number because like you said it just doesn't bear any relevance for for the for the client it's useful for us to know um but there's so many factors like that i think people just get so hung up on that one number and it's kind of like people say to me all the time oh maybe you should just not track it and i'm like yeah but it's still useful to me because i can i can see things and i can see stress and i can see changes and i can see if we're going at a good enough rate and all this sort of stuff even if we're not seeing physical changes but it's almost like you just don't want your client to see that there's just no reason for them to see it or worry about it or concern themselves but then we always get the question well why do we have to do it daily then it's like because i can see the differences and i can see the trends and i can look at it all um and it's hard for people to, to dissociate themselves from that. But but as we always say, I, I, we say this to clients all the time, if you've stuck to what you said you've stuck to, you have nothing to worry about. And that's when I, I, I always ask that question to the clients. I go, so have you stuck to it or not? Because if you're worrying, is it because you haven't stuck to stuff and you're telling me you have? That's a different ball. That's a different ball game. Like I need to know. But the amount of times that you say to someone, stick with it, stick with it. And they, they, they're on the lower calories. They're doing all the right things. And then two weeks down the line, you kind of go, told you so. And they go, oh, yeah, you were right. You know, you are the best. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's it. And like two weeks down, they've lost the weight overnight, you know. And I'm like, no, you haven't lost a kilo overnight. You haven't. It's because of all the work you've done over the last two weeks. It's just, it's just all accumulated. And it's led to, tonight it's led to, you know, that night led to a big drop in, in stress. Do you get, you know, do you you get, do you get that? So. Do you get that phrase when, when they see a big drop? God knows what's happened. I know what's yeah. happened. I know. Yeah, Jesus, nutrition. Jesus knows what happened. So, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, it's, like, it's crazy because they'll go, "Oh my, my God, my scale weight's this." God knows what's just happened. Well, what's happened is what we've just been telling you for the last two weeks. Is that yeah. when you were whinging that your weight wasn't getting anywhere, and we were going, "It'll drop, it'll drop, it'll drop." You didn't like, like Dan said, you didn't just lose it overnight. You've lost it over the last two weeks. It's just that you're only seeing it appear on the scale overnight because you've dropped any water retention that you potentially had it's um yeah you weren't uh, in a seven thousand calorie deficit in one day <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. In a kilo drop like it, it's it's mad and like but i, don't know if we I, I explained i explained to the, the 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 people on the blitz call the other night i explained to them what happens like if you do a ten thousand calorie challenge i explained the amount of weight change you would see overnight in terms of pure body fat obviously we were saying how the weight gain will be higher on the scales but when i broke it down onto the actual amount of fat you you would gain it's like 400 grams of fat right 0. 0.4, 0. So 0.4 you're telling kilos. me all the blitz lot have just done a 10,000 calorie challenge now you've just <laughs> yeah, said that you're yeah. game next to fuck all <laughs> yeah. basically yeah and um i said look i said there's a one-off and i said look none of you are eating that amount when you have these weekends where you're like oh, i didn't track anything or it was oh, i didn't know i was like the problem with that is that you think that you've seen that kilo increase on the scales. Like that's water, it's carbs. It's like you haven't gained that amount of body fat. You might have gained 100 grams of body fat if you go 5,000 calories. But I said, but you're losing 70 grams a day based on a rough deficit. And it's, again, it's just trying to get your head around all that sort of stuff and the numbers and it's being rational about it. Loads of people just aren't rational when it comes to fat loss. It's just not what people do. Unfortunately, they're just not rational. It's frightening um, how one thing can make us so rational. It is. It's. It is. It is very irrational. Like I've never. I've never used that phrase um, in terms of it. But it is. Like people are, are really erratic. It's. They won't let it play out long enough. And like you say, they'll have a response based on if they've overeaten. Then that's it. Done. Oh, I've gained. 
like you say, I've get I've gained a kilo back. Oh, I fucked it up, and it's just so over. Like it's like there's so much emotion in it. And I think that's probably part of the reason is that people who are obviously wanting to lose weight or get in shape, or whatever, there's there's emotion behind that. I think it does mean a lot to people, but. Um, you almost have to try to be calm with it. Like, so anytime that, w- that we've dieted, and I, and I genuinely think my best dieters are the ones who, like, here's the trait of my best dieters. They're perfectionists. Like, they tend to beat themselves up a bit too much um, in terms of the process, not the result. I never really, like, so what, now that I'm actually thinking about it, because I've not really thought about it, but they, they focus on, oh, I didn't quite hit my calories on that one day. And it's like they focus on the process. So it's it's actually weird that I said that earlier and now I'm thinking about it and it's actually true because it's very rare that I'm correct with anything. But um, Extremely rare. But but yeah, they focus on the process and they, they, they give themselves a hard time. And what my biggest job to do for them is to stop themselves from giving themselves a hard time. I say, look, chill out. Because what that hard time does to them is that they think that they're failing when they're not. And if they think they're failing, they're more likely to sack it off. So the, 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 the better clients, the ones who get the better results, are the ones who really, really give themselves a hard time about the process. Oh, I couldn't hit that or I couldn't stick to that. It's more that um, than I gained this or I gained that. Um, that tends to be. And in terms of like the trait of somebody, they just, uh, of someone who does really well, is that nothing really seems to bother them like in terms of the the process, in terms of getting the work done, in terms of going to the gym or hitting their food, nothing really seems to bother them. Like they just take it in their stride and they just get on with it. And anytime that we've dieted, I know that that's the feeling that I get, is that it's not nice. Sometimes if you do step on the scale and you wait, how's it gone down? It's not nice, but you just get on with it. You don't have an emotional response and go, oh, fuck this. I'm just gonna eat off. Oh, fuck you, what's the point of doing this? I'm going backwards, nothing's working you just get on with it you don't change anything as a knee-jerk response you just get up you do your steps you hit eat your food and you do your training and you just get on with it and getting on with it is a thing that sees results yeah i i I have had that before with clients i said said to them and again it comes down to your emotional response to these things a lot of the stuff we talk about again mindset emotional response is that kind of thing of like when we've dieted and you don't see the scale move for a week we don't go and eat 20,000 calories. Like, I don't I don't understand because that's taking you further away. That is actually making you gain weight. Like you're taking yourself further away from what you want. And it's almost that that feeling of, oh, what, like I don't, I don't, I can't, like I said, sometimes get my head around it. Because for us, we would just go, right, it's not moving. We might get annoyed about it. And you might be like, fuck's sake, wish it would move. But you know that doing anything other than what you're doing is only going to take you further away from being able to actually see it go down. And I think that's the, that's the the thing is that you said is when you wake up each day and you have a process and you have habits and you have things that you do, it doesn't enter your, enter your mind to be like, well, I'm just going to overeat now. What's the point? Because then, well, you'll take, you're making it even harder for yourself to get where you want to be. And like we've said on previous podcasts, I think it was a week or two ago, you know, if you want, you know, your, your dieting phase to be the last time you ever have to do it and you get into this as lean a shape as possible that you can maintain, why would you put yourself back a week by then going, oh, well, fuck this. Well, fuck it. And again, it's that whole thing of instant gratification. It's actually, they'd rather have a day of tasting nice food than have to do another week of hard work and, and maybe see the results in a week's time. They want to see it now. But by doing that, having that integrated application, you put yourself backwards. 
and you just end up in a cycle that just ends up just going backwards and you just go back to where you started. And that's the problem people have is they put so much emphasis and emotion onto one tiny little factor that doesn't actually bear any, any I suppose, um, have any bearing on, on the result thereafter. And yet they will not focus on those other things. And, and like you said there about the traits of your successful clients, it's far easier for me to take a perfectionist and get them to chill out than it is to take someone who is completely chilled out and is just like sacking it off every weekend because they fancy a beer. Like yeah. it's it's that whole thing of like, and, and we have a lot of clients like that who, and again, a lot of them, trainers, coaches themselves, like that, you know, they're very good at telling their, their clients this, but yet when it comes to themselves, they, they don't quite have that that switch where they can kind of relax up and so they need a coach. And that's where I think for us is it's, I, I find it far easier to work with someone who's been on a, you know, very, very strict meal plan, very, very like hyper-focused yeah. from that point of view and give them a life back. And they're like, yeah. fucking hell, this is incredible. I didn't think I could do this. I'm like, yeah, you can. This is like, you can do this. Um, and then that, that's easier to do. Whereas someone to form new habits and to get someone to nearly that level takes that little bit more time. And that's where in those first three or four weeks, you don't see results quite as quick because you're taking it slow. You're like, right, let's look at your breakfast. How much water are you drinking? Is, this is fucking boring, Dan. Are you sure? Whereas those guys who are hyper-focused, I'm like, so yeah, you know, this weekend you can go out to a restaurant and have a yeah. meal with the missus. Um, it'll be fine. And then in two weeks, they're like, oh my God, I feel incredible. And you're like, yeah, now we get to work. Do you know, that kind of thing. Whereas if you're trying to build new habits and build and change your environment and work on your mindset, it's going to take longer. But then you get to that point where it just becomes normal, natural, becomes your life and it's much, much easier. And that's the difference you see sometimes with people who get results within two weeks and feel fantastic is that they are hyper, hyper focused. They need to chill out a bit more. Whereas there's a good chunk of people who actually need to come up to that level and that takes longer. That's why in four, six weeks, you won't see the results as quickly as some other people do in two because they're already at that end and they need pulling back a little bit. Yeah, it's... It's again, me and Dan have never spoke about this. Like, and this happened a lot when we were. We don't speak before. a lot. Apparently, we don't no. speak a lot at all. I don't listen. <laughs> I don't usually listen. This I've got to. So I've, got to re- I've got to respond to it. So it's a bit annoying. Yeah, unless I've but, done um, some admin or something. It needs needs you to sign off on it yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Where, where's yeah, that? More like. Um, it. Yeah. But but like we've not spoke about this in particular in terms of like clients. Um, and we did we, we spoke a lot when we when we were running the playbook and things like that and we found out that our coaching kind of strategy or whatever our coaching methods or style or whatever it's very similar in terms of what we would do on a week to week so i've never known that dan found it easier to to coach a perfectionist either and maybe that's maybe that's true across the board maybe it is um i, I guess probably i you know if i was to guess i'd say probably not because i think people have got different expertise and they can relate to different stuff maybe me and dan maybe have got that bit of perfectionist within us maybe that's a, a trait that we have so we find it easier to deal with i don't know but that's really interesting that you again kind of find it easier to work with that person because you, you described like on the nail on the head the type of person that's really well is you you can you can have a high day like it's fine to have a high day or it's fine to go and eat out don't worry about it like those guys get the best results the ones who stress about like i say about the process not the result it's am i gonna nail everything that i should be nailing like that's that's the 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 right ones and like you say the ones who don't give a fuck about the process they're happy to change the process should i be changing something should i be changing this no change the beers at the weekend i've told you this yeah, but what about in the week? No, not those. It's those that kind of disregard the process and then will whinge about the result. 
at the check-in and go, well, I've not lost weight. Yeah, but you haven't tracked anything. Or you went out for 10 beers. Okay. Like, do that side. Do the that's, other side. That's, that's the heart of it because that's changing long-term habits, again, that are linked to emotions, linked to instant gratification. And that's, that's more, that requires more coaching, like on a daily, weekly basis. Yeah, 100%. It's not to say that you guys who are listening are impossible to coach at all because we've seen some great results, but just as a rough generalization of uh, kind of what... It's just those quick to... wins. It's the quick results. It's those, yeah. and again, that first four weeks is that it's, it just takes that little bit longer, that's all. Yeah. Anyway, mm. is, it the, is it the banter section? Oh, Oh, I believe so. Believe so. But yeah, look, if anyone listening, if you look, if you need a hand, reach out to us. That's exactly what we're here for, right? Um, you know, if you're one of Mike's clients and you want a decent coach, I'm here. Just let me know. All right? No hard feelings. Anyway. <laughs> all right. I don't know whether to read the headline because I think I should start reading the first sentence. I think it's, I think it'd be funnier. Okay, I'm going to read the sentence first. A woman has accused a nationwide cinema chain of completely overreacting after she was banned from every branch for shitting in the pick-a-mix. It's not an overreaction, though, is it? It's not, though, is it? <laughs> it's not, is it? Like, how is she the one that's complaining about what's gone down? Right. So the headline, the reason I didn't read it out, the headline is banned from every cinema in Britain for shitting in a pick and mix. It would have given it away. I think it's, I think the complete overreaction is the funniest bit of that. Like the, the fact that she thinks they're completely like she's overreacting. Like, she sat at home. It's almost like she sat at home expecting like her sentence, let's call it. And it's like, okay, okay, let us through the door. What is it? You know, is it a six week ban? <laughs> it's a complete <laughs> lifetime from every single cinema. <laughs> Come on, how is this fair? And how, like, she's sat at home waiting for it, like, do you know what I mean? And she's, yeah. she's, the, she's the disgruntled one. Hang on. Yeah. What, for, <laughs> so it's like, what, for just shitting in the pick and mix? Like, is that it? So, for that it? Um, I could have done loads more for that, for that uh, sentence. Oh, my God. This is, uh, this is from 2016. But um, Francis Grant, 35, I mean, yeah, again, picture says everything. Had he gone to watch... He, no, she, Francis, she's she. in a picture with her husband, with her, with her husband. Okay. Okay. Francis Grant, 35, had gone to watch air disaster flick Sully with 38, Tom Hanks, with 38-year-old hubby Tom when she was caught short in the foyer as she loaded up a bag with overpriced candy. Hmm. Overpriced. I mean, the journalist having a little dig at the cinema there as well, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? Like, what's, what's, it, why is it, what's the price of anything? Why, why is that okay to shit on them then? If they were cheap, if they were underpriced candy, hmm, I look down on you a bit more. Overpriced candy. What apparently. has that got to do with anything to do with right, the story? It's called... Right, it's called supply and demand. You're in the cinema, right? That's why there's an increase in the price because you're not going to nip out and get some somewhere else. So he's embarrassed himself there. Sorry, this is by Claire Berry. I said he. It's by Claire Berry. So she, very, um, very presumptuous there for the cinema. Well, is it she then? Well, I don't know. I can't say anything these no. days, can you? Well, that's what I mean. Well, you can't assume that Rather, Claire is a she. You can't. Rather than trying to find the nearest loo, <laughs> too, too much effort. Big. <laughs> Big boned Francis quickly dropped her leggings and emptied Big her bone. bowels into the nearest container of sweeties. I mean, that's a bit harsh, isn't it? Big What's boned. that got to do with anything? What? This, I mean, this is, journalist but... is using adjectives for the wrong <laughs> element of the story. Like, it doesn't matter whether she's big boned no. or what she's calling her is fat. It doesn't, like, she wants no. to say fat Francis is shit in the pick and mix. But you don't need to. 
just say Francis because it doesn't actually have any bearing on the story is how much the candy costs and how fat Francis is. And also as well, with this, there is a picture of said couple so the reader can decipher for themselves whether they think that she is overweight or not. Doesn't need the journalist to pipe up and give her opinion. I'll tell you what, this Claire Berry, she won't be writing this in 2021. This is 2016 this is from, you see. 2016. Anyway, she she said last night, she said last night, I know it was wrong, but to be honest, yeah. we'd had a few ciders by then and I wasn't really thinking always too straight. Always cider. Mm. It's always cider. Uh, yeah. Always, every isn't si- it? Every single one of these stories is, well, <laughs> their, their excuse is, I've had a few ciders. What the fuck yeah. is in cider? What is in cider? <sighs> I've had cider before. Well, yeah. explains a lot, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and here's a quote. And he only shat in those chewy banana thingies. Nobody likes them anyway. Well, that's fair enough. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, she's got a point. She has got a point. Yeah, no one's touched uh, them for a while. They're probably I'm, out of date. Imagine her defending that. Like, in her <laughs> yeah, head, the lawyer goes, yeah, okay, fair enough. In her head, she thinks she's done something right here. She's like, uh, well, it was only the bananas. And, oh, it's only the bananas. Okay, don't worry about it then. What was she expecting from that? It's only the bananas. No one, no one likes them anyway. Oh, so it's okay to shit in there then. Fine. <sighs> But Francis had been spotted by a member of staff and was immediately ejected from the cinema, which cannot be named for legal reasons. But there was worse to come. She said, To be fair, I deserved to be chucked out for that. If nothing else, my shit really stank as we'd had some curried cabbage for tea. <laughs> oh, one second. Who eats curried cabbage? Yeah, I don't know who the fuck's eating curried cabbage. No, I don't think she has. This is, again, I don't think she has. I don't... I think this is just done for the element of the journalism. I don't think she said that. She didn't say curried cabbage. She said we had a curry, maybe. Yeah. And the journalist has gone... It'd be even funnier because cabbage smells funny. But no one eats cabbage. And, again, not being horrible, I don't think she's eating cabbage. I yeah. don't think she's eating cabbage. No, right? she's not. Yeah, she's <laughs> not cooking a cabbage in a curry. She's no. not. She's just loading up with more chicken and more lamb. Like whatever. Like there's no hang, way. Why? No hang way. Why can't? Why can't the cinema be named for legal reasons? Yet they can name. I, I her. assume it's. I assume it's because they they don't want people knowing that people shit in their pick a mix <laughs> regularly. But, but that's the. Pl- but but surely it's been sanitized that after. But that's the I place mean, where it's so. happened. That's the place where yeah. it's happened. But, but it's okay There's to no... name the perpetrator. That's like not being yeah. able to name, I don't know, England, if something's happened in England on the news. Or we can't name where it's happened, in case mm. people know that there's been a murder there. You know? What? what? Doesn't make Who sense. Knows? Did she say, my shat or shit? Shit. My uh, shit really stank. She said, my. She said, um, she said shat earlier on. She said, I only shat in those chewy banana things. This yeah. time around, she said, to be fair, I deserve to be chucked out for that. If nothing else, my shit really stank. Shit really stank. As we'd mm. had some it, curried cabbage for tea. It, you it, shit usually uh, does smell. Like, yeah. shit usually. But two days I, later... Go on. Just before, like, cause I'm about going to the toilet after me sometimes. I go, oh, that smells. What do you expect? What do yeah, you expect? It's not, it's not going like, to smell like roses, is it? Yeah, it's like, anyway... But two days later, we got a letter from the cinema solicitors telling me that I was banned from the entire chain and that they'd passed my name to other cinema chains warning them of my recent behaviour. I can hardly get banned from every cinema in the country just because I did one little shit. For a start, I want to see Rogue One when it comes out. And what about my human rights? 
Well, um, well I, uh, I don't think human rights kind of relates to being able to go to the cinema. To be honest, no. Um, it's, it's a private. It's a private business. It's a private entity. They can probably stop you from entering if you shit all over their pick and mix. Yeah. Mm. Don't think you've got much. Uh, much. Why to so specific with the film that she wants to see? Well, there you go. You know, <laughs> Do you know what she I mean? wants to see Rogue One. It's, it's, She's gonna have to wait for it to come again, out on DVD now. I, I can just imagine the argument. Like her defense <laughs> isn't about anything to do with the actual shit. It's it's like it's it's only I'm, the bananas. I'm cinema. And and yeah. and oh, what 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 happens when Rogue One comes out? Like as though she's using that as an argument to go. Oh shit! Yeah, I forgot Rogue One is out. Okay, what well, you want to you want to watch that, don't you? Okay, come in for Rogue One. Like, yeah, yeah, like they're gonna go. That's fine. That one's okay. Yeah, yeah. unbelievable. Oh, yeah, what? just don't Rogue go in the pick and mix. All right, just don't go in the pick and mix. Just go in there. You can have a popcorn. And that's it. All right. Don't let near the popcorn. Jesus Christ. Oh. Sunday Sport last week contacted the cinema concerned for a comment, but at the time of going to press, we'd received no response. Mm. From the cinema? Yeah. But they've received a response from Francis. And that um, credit for that story goes to my client, Rebecca, who... um, you sent that to me, and we had to Google it to find the full full article. But um, oh yeah, so if anybody does have um, funny stories, send them. Always, always send them to us. We'll we'll decide whether they're good enough to go on the podcast or not. But um, yeah. you've seen the caliber of, of 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 you know articles that are online. I still think last week's was the best one we've had so far. Really, the um, ISIS one. I think that was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, we got good reviews from that, didn't we? We did. We had a lot did of good hear, reviews. So you if you're listening where, and you like did it, you hear where we're don't big? forget to share. Did you get that email? Oh, I think we did because it came into the... Yeah, the Cayman Islands. Yeah. It's probably because Lance it listens. It's probably because Lance listens and he's doing listens to a fitness podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I reckon. Yeah. He, uh, he won his show at the weekend. Of course he did. Got a good yeah. coach, hasn't he? So, yeah. It's all right, I guess. Yeah, it's so right, uh, for those who are listening, just, just know that this podcast is pretty big. It's pretty big time now. We're actually positioned six in the fitness category from the Cayman Islands. So... Um, you, there you go. That's pretty big. And we are um, 28 in health and fitness, Cayman Islands. So the health has knocked us down 22 places there, which you know, understandable. We've probably got a lot of shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 32 in fitness for the UK, not too bad. Um, 52 in Ireland, 65 in fitness in Australia, 102 fitness India, 132 fitness New Zealand. And position 247 in all category podcasts, Cayman Islands. Mate, we're big in Cayman Islands. I'll take that all day long. I'll take that all day long. We're taking the Cayman Islands by storm. Always. So, yes, if you're listening, if you enjoyed that story, enjoyed anything, please share it on Instagram, tag us. And we love a review always. If you haven't reviewed yet, it means a lot if you do review it. But um, as you know, guys, look, podcasts are hard to get out to people and for people to notice and stuff like that. So if you know anyone that would like a listen, please do share it with them. It means a lot to us that um, you would share it and you would say, look, these guys actually know what they're talking about. And we like to think the funny story then gives a little bit of, um, lightens your day a little bit, you know? It's important. Do you know, do you know if important. you're out for like a coffee or a beer with someone, just go, have you heard that new podcast by Biceps and Banner? Have you heard it? And they'll go, no, because nobody has. And go, you should really give that a listen, and just say that. Just do that. And if, if every single one of you did that, right, we'd have, we'd have four, ten listeners yeah. next week. So too obvious. You know? Too obvious. I think <laughs> yeah. it was coming. Yeah. Too obvious. All five of you. All five of you that listen. Um, yeah. So there we go, guys. No other business from 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 us. Um, we um, 
as I said before, if you're interested in coaching, reach out. But we will have some news regarding the next Blitz in the next couple of weeks. Um, it will be in yeah. January, but we've got some news coming in a couple of weeks about how you can get involved early. And we might even reveal the new feature we've got for Ooh. it, which, again, from what I've seen around, no one else has done it. So Is it going to be ready? There you go. It'll be ready, I reckon. We're going to force the hand. We're going to force the hand. It's going to be ready. We're going to say it's going to be ready. And then it's got to be ready. Okay. Easy there you go. It's going to be ready. Exclusive. So anyway, have a good rest of your week and we'll speak to you in a bit. Bye.